Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Well, amen, church. I am excited to be before you uh, this morning. Uh, just if you got your scripture with you, you can turn to Proverbs uh, chapter 2 is where we'll start. We're going to be, I'll be jumping around in a few different places, and so um, you can write those scripture references down, and uh, I, I preach quick and fast, just so you know. Um, so get your pen ready. If you're a note taker, you can write scripture references down if you want to. Um, excited to be before you today. Uh, thankful for the opportunity that Pastor Jeff is, is giving to me. Um, our, a lot of people are coming back from the marriage retreat and here in a little bit, had a great weekend together, had two people accept Christ last night at the marriage retreat. And so Tommy sent us a message late last night after that session. And so just God's done some restoration. God's done some really great things. Just, um, I don't know if you were here all week, Monday and Tuesday, women's night, Wednesday night, Dale and Gina shared with all of that. And then they're sharing at the marriage retreat. Aren't you thankful for people like Dale and Gina that are on the road that are teaching, I mean, just blessings over their ministry, amen, church, and thankful for them and what they do. And so it's been an impactful weekend and week for our church, and so thankful that uh, we get to do things like this together as a body of believers. And so I wanted to talk to you today um, about the priceless skill. And uh, I don't know, I grew up, uh, I'm 1982, baby, um, and I grew up in uh, the era of Michael Jordan, uh, all you LeBron James, people can repent at the altar later on. Uh, and so, um, no, it's not even close. We don't even have to have the conversation, all right? And so, but have you ever been a blown away at somebody's skill? Like, think of somebody that was just impressive to you, that just blew you away with their ability and their skill and what they did. And Michael Jordan was that for me through the whole 90s. It just blew me away. Um, what he could do with a basketball, how he could just do what he did. I mean, the hang time that he had, um, everybody remember the key phrase? Everybody wanted to be like Mike, right? You remember that growing up in that. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of good things that I think came out of that probably for Michael Jordan, but I bet there was a lot of hard things that came out of that for Michael Jordan because when you have a skill set like that and it reaches its pinnacle point like that, there's a lot of glory that comes to you because of that. Money, fame, fortune, um, when you arise to that. And so it creates an appetite within our world and everything around to where people want their skill sets to be something meaningful that has a platform to display it. Uh, and that's kind of a natural appetite. That's where sports has come, and that's why we compete in sports and do the things that we do. Not to just brag on ourselves or for us to reach a pinnacle point in skills or anything like that, but for us to come together, there's a lot of fun in that. But there's also a lot, of, um, a lot of danger in that. It creates a society that is very platform-driven, right? Um, and very uh, center-focused sometimes on 
making sure that certain skill levels, you know, are, we, we put our time and effort into things that ultimately don't have any eternal value. And so when I say the priceless skill, I think of people like, here we go, you ready? Offensive linemen, right? Who's some offensive linemen here that grew up offensive linemen, all right? Some of you are raising your hand. You do the dirty work so somebody else can get the glory, right? But it's a skill set to block and to do those things. And, you know, there's different ways that God gifts us and gives us abilities and skills that we have to practice to get good in. And there's a lot of things that we value in that area of life and we put our efforts into. But when I think of the priceless gift and I think of where, I mean, skill, I think of where our society is. Everybody's trying to, to get their platform one thing that I think takes a back seat all the time is the ability and the skill to listen. I wanna let that sit for a little bit. How do you go from Michael Jordan to listening? It's a big jump, I know, in that, and it's a total different maybe aspect, but Michael Jordan had such a platform that was incredible and made a difference within the world, but, but you know what? None of it has any eternal value. See, the skill sets that God's gifted us with as the church all stem to me from one thing, God's call from your life, right? The skill sets that he gives us, but they all stem from the ability to listen. If we will listen and we will hone in on that skill in our life, God will make a massive difference in our lives. You think about our society, do you think the United States of America is listening very well right now? Some of you are like, well, if they listened to me, it'd be a lot better, right? We all have our opinions, we all have our things, but I wanna read in Proverbs chapter two, and with that idea of listening being on your mind, I wanna read this and start in verse one. I'm gonna read the whole chapter. I'm not gonna preach the whole chapter, but just wanna read this. It says, my son, this is the moral benefits of wisdom, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in the walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair in every good path. Verse 10, for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of the wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who have left the straight paths to walk in dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Verse 16, wisdom will save you also from the adulterous woman from the wayward woman with her seductive words, who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. 
Surely her house leads down to death and her path to the spirits of the dead. None who go to her return or attain the path of life. Thus you will walk in the ways of the good and keep to the path of the righteous. For the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it, but the wicked will be cut off from the land and the unfaithful will be torn from it. I know that's a big passage, but I wanna just pull a few things out from here that I think are important. If you look right there in the first two verses, it says, if you accept my words and store up my commands with you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. How crucial is it for us to learn the skill of listening? It's talking about right here, if we don't turn our ear we don't tune in to what God commands us to do, then we will not have an understanding as the world turns, amen? It's important for us as believers to understand how important it is to listen to the Holy Spirit, to listen, to tune in to this time. You even read in James chapter one, verse 19, my, my dear brothers and sisters, take note from this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. We get that, we get that scripture out of James 1.19. And, and we live in a society right now. Your wife ever tell you this, by the way? I know you're hearing me, but are you listening? Come on, man. We could wear the t-shirt, right? I know, you're, I know you're hearing me, but are you listening to me? And there's, there's something about listening that we have to engage in. We have to take it in and we have to tune into what is being said. And we live in a society where listening has taken a back seat to getting a platform of speaking. We have talk shows. We have ESPN that's 24 hours a day all the time. We have sports radio. We have all this. Can you imagine somebody if they came out with a show and it was a listening show? It doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Because I feel like we live in a society that doesn't value listening. It doesn't value sitting with people and listening to them. We're always more worried about what we're gonna say next or what we're gonna do next, and we don't take the time to listen. And this can, be, this can affect multiple areas of our life, and when we don't listen, according to Proverbs chapter two, we fall away to an adulterous woman. Where, does this not remind you of What's happening within the borders of the United States of America? We are the adulterous woman right now. There are things that are drastically changing and looking totally different based upon the principles that we were founded upon and upon God's word. Things are drastically turning and, and taking a different turn. But I wanna tell you, as believers, we don't have to be the adulterous woman. We don't have to go down those paths. We don't have to go down those things. We can tune into the Holy Spirit as believers, amen, church? And we can listen to what he has to say to us. You can look at Luke 11, 18, or 11 28 says this, blessed, these are words of Jesus, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. 1 John 5, 14, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we will have what we ask of him, is what it says. Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live off of bread alone, but off of every word that comes from the mouth of God. 
How important is it for us as believers to listen? God is constantly telling us to listen to his commands. I'm your shepherd. Listen. But are we listening, church? Are you listening to what God's telling you to do just on a daily basis, on a personal level every day? Because I think we get so worked up and we've got to perform, we've got to go out and do our duties and take care of our responsibilities and we got all of these things and we get to the end of day and we're exhausted because I just want to tell you, your responsibilities and your performance and everything that you do, your work ethic, everything is a part of the equation. But if you're doing it separate from the gospel and you're not connecting those things together, you will be weary for a long time. The gospel is meant to be within your veins, within everything that God has gifted you to do. It's meant to coexist with it, not to be separated out and just pick and choose when you want to do it. God wants to live with us and through us and in us, right, church? And that needs to exist together, not separate. Who you are here on Sunday morning ought to be the same person that you are Monday through Friday. It's a, it ought to be the same person. And the difference that you make is not just coming to get water from here and, and, and get fellowship from here. You know what's the most exciting thing about being a Christian is the Monday through Friday out in there that that your intimacy with God matters, like for other people and the things that are gonna happen around you. But if you're not tuning into God's voice, we don't have much to offer people outside of just the everyday mundane things, right? So I wanna, I wanna give you three things that I feel like we need to learn from listening and things that we need to do. Are you listening to your wife, men? Wives, are you listening to your husbands? Are you listening to your kids? Are you listening at work? Are you listening outside of work? Are you listening at the grocery store? Are you listening to what's happening on around you? We've, we've got this big thing happening over us that there's all this, there's this big thing called fear that's trying to play the trump card. And it's trying to make sure that we stay paralyzed within the chaos that's happening all around us. Do you know that God's voice has been piercing the chaos since day one of creation? God's voice has been piercing it. And you know what it pierces? It pierces the human heart. And the gospel has been continued to be carried throughout history because the human heart turned its ear and listened. There is nothing like the skill of listening. There is nothing like knowing that the king of kings wants to speak to me wants to give me a purpose every day of my life, wants to give me an opportunity to make a difference in someone. There is nothing like God's voice, church. There's nothing like it. And I think to some degree, we can just exist and we have this whole world going and somebody comes up to you and says, what's the last thing that the Holy Spirit told you to do? And you can't tell them. You don't know what it is because you've been really, you've been really great and you're a good person, but and, and those are all part of the equation, I think. But at the same time, God's looking for people that are commissioned, not just blending in. Christ went to the cross so that we could overcome, not so we could blend in. But the only way that we separate ourselves out is to tune into what God has to say to you and therefore other people because he's spoken to you. That's, that's, 
It's as simple as that. And I know that's a basic elementary principle. But if I was up here today, according to Hebrews, and I was sucking on a bottle, it would look awkward, right? It would look awkward. I know I got the cheeks for it to be a baby. It would look awkward. Why would it look awkward? Because I should have moved on from milk a long time ago. There are things, the skill of listening, the priceless skill of listening brings to us and it leads us into the meat the more we tune into the Holy Spirit so that we don't just have an appetite for the milk. It promotes us into something deeper with Christ. If we will tune our ears into him, God will bring us through the milk He'll bring us to the meat. He'll bring us to everything that we need to go through for this life of godliness, amen? But if we get stuck in a phase, you can look like someone like me holding onto a bottle and you haven't grown up. And that's a tough thing to do, to grow up in the Lord because there's plenty of excuses to say, well, this church isn't offering this and they don't do this and they don't do that. And let me tell you this, growing up in the Lord is your responsibility. It doesn't mean that the church shouldn't be involved in that, shouldn't offer opportunities for that, but here's the thing. I can't set your alarm and make you get up and tune into God's voice. It has to start as simple as that every day of your life because I'm telling you, the world's in chaos and you know who is the temptus in all of that? You know who settles all of that? It's the Holy Spirit. It's Jesus Christ himself. And there's nothing that I would rather do than to just not stand on the dock and watch the chaos happen. I want to be in the waters with people, rescuing them, bringing them to the dock. That's what God has called us as Christians to do. But I will have no value in seeing the chaos and not see if I don't believe God's promises, if there's not intimacy within me and a desire for that, I'll never enter the chaos and never enter into the darkness. We just stay back. There's nothing worse than to live with the truth and do nothing with it. We've got to move forward in that, but it, you have to listen, and it starts with that. You remember when Samuel, Eli, is raising up Samuel in the temple? Remember, he comes to Eli like three times because this voice is speaking his name. Samuel, Samuel. And he keeps running back to Eli, and then Eli finally figures it out a third time. Oh, it's probably the Lord speaking to him. And you remember this, Samuel gets this incredible word from the Lord, and the word is this, that none of his words will fall to the ground. Some of you are like, I need that as a parent. I feel like I'm walking with a limp as a parent right now all the time, man. I feel like I can't get it together. I need, what, I need, I need God to value my words with my kids more. Let me tell you this then listen to the right voice. A lot of us, we got plenty of gripes where we feel like, man, things just won't come together, but I, I would ask you, who are you listening to? Have you tuned into what God would say? Have you, have you set your kid down and not just thought about everything that they're doing wrong and think about what you're gonna say next to him, but have you really listened to him? And when, he, when, when Samuel comes to him, you remember and he finally hears the Lord's voice and he gets this incredible thing. We don't really have anything to say until we listen. And that's, that's important every day of your life. If we don't wake up listening first, be slow to speak, quick to listen. Listen should be the first thing that we want to do. 
I wanna listen to what God has for me today. So three things. First thing is this. Learn to listen directly to God's voice to overcome the world around us. I know that's simple, but it's the truth. If there's not a direct source that you're getting, then the chaos is going to overwhelm you every day. It's going to overwhelm you. And it'll take one minute little problem, somebody to thump you right on the end of the nose, and your whole day's ruined. Mile wide and inch deep. And the re- how do we get deeper? We listen. We tune into something more than just what we're seeing. Because God didn't put his son on the cross, allow him to die in a brutal death in the way that he did, and resurrect, resurrect and get out of the grave in the way that he did so that Christians could be scared and they wouldn't do anything about the chaos. We're called to attack the gates of hell, church. We're called to love on people at all costs, COVID or not. We're called to do that. But if we're not listening, it's easy just to exist within society, create boundaries within your own mind, and create all this little bubble of yours, and anything outside of that bubble, it's just not my personality to evangelize or to do this. Okay, tell me a scripture where it says something about your personality not being that. There is nothing like the ability to hear God's voice and to listen to it. There has to be a direct source of listening to it. John 10, 27 says this, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Jesus says this phrase like three times in John chapter 10. His sheep know his voice. Not only do they hear it, but they follow him, right church? We're called to follow him in what we hear and what we do. Proverbs chapter two, we lend our ear, but we also apply our heart to understand what we're hearing and what we're doing. Have you ever been in a hard circumstance where it's, you, you, you just feel like, man, I don't, this is a jacked up situation and I don't, I don't know that God can move through it. You ever been in something like that? whether it be a person's life, whether it be somebody that God's called you evangelize. I mean, there's gonna be these moments where the enemy comes to magnify himself bigger than God's voice. And this happens way more often than we think, and it causes us to doubt and not do what God calls us to do in certain circumstances. I had one of these moments take place, and it wasn't too long ago as a pastor, I got a phone call, somebody asked me to come and share the gospel um, with their sister, told me that they were dying of cancer. It was a tough situation. Um, I said in the first service, I told Jeff, I said, it's, that's it. we get placed sometimes in difficult situations and pastors, and we have to have some awesome opportunity. It's an incredible opportunity, but we have to share in moments like that. And so when you're driving to things like that, do you know how overwhelming it is when I'm sitting in the car thinking, I'm about to go witness to somebody that's dying? You know, how, you know how the enemy just loves to magnify himself and make you just feel insignificant. So here I'm, 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 I'm in the car, I'm driving over, I get there, nobody's there, and I'm thinking, shoot, I don't know, I hope I'm at the right house. Finally, the person gets there. I've shared this to y'all's youth before, but the person gets there, I don't even, I've never even met this lady, I just know this lady's sister. 
The grandson gets out, puts her in the wheelchair, and she's maybe 60 to 70 pounds dripping wet, cancer-ridden, in the end of it. Gets in the wheelchair, they all, she ends up almost falling out of the wheelchair, just getting up the porch. She didn't even have a wheelchair ramp into her house. And by the time we get to the door, I'm already defeated as a Christian. I'm thinking there is no way, there's no way that I'm gonna be able to share with this lady. She's dry heaving as we're sitting there. She's sick. She just looks like there's no way she can tune in. And I'm sitting on the couch and I've honestly almost checked my brain completely out because I'm just thinking I'm just gonna pray over her. And so I try to have a few conversations. I'm going through my evangelism routine. Anybody got one of those? I'm going through all the right things, trying to hit all the right marks. And you know what I'm not doing? I'm not listening to the king of kings. I'm not listening to the guy, the Jesus, who's overcome all disease and all infirmities, right? I'm not listening to him. I'm real worried about what I'm gonna say instead of who I'm hearing and who I know. I'm real worried about it. I don't know what to say, what do you say? I mean, you're trying to make it all work in the moment and I literally get up to a point, she's throwing up, I get up and I'm just gonna place her hand and I look at her sister and I'm like, I, I just don't know that it's gonna work and I'm walking behind the wheelchair and the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And I walk behind the wheelchair and the Lord just says this to me, share it, Kate. And it stopped me in my tracks. That sounds real simple. But I knew he is the God over all things. He can redeem any situation, right? And as I tuned my ear, all the promises of God start flowing into my brain. Cancer may win the battle, but it doesn't win the war. Her heart's at stake. So I sit down and I just pray right there in my spirit, Lord, help me to share whatever needs to be shared. And I lifted her chin up because she's just hanging in the wheelchair. And I lifted her chin up and I looked at her and I said, do you know who Jesus is? And I didn't know what her response would be or if she'd give me a long response or if she'd be even able to answer. And she looked back up at me and she said, no, I do not. And I got to share the gospel with her. And I shared it as quick as I could. And here, here somebody is dying and passing away. And in that moment, you know how powerful the Holy Spirit is when we listen, when we tune our ear to him? He can part the Red Seas, church. He can slay the giant with a pebble. He can close the mouth of the lion. And he can stare cancer right in the face and he's, uh, he can say right to him, you may have her life, but you can't have her heart. And in that moment, she prayed to receive Christ in that moment. And as she took in the Holy Spirit, she took this breath. <gasps> I remember it. She sat up in the wheelchair, <gasps> took this breath. And the first thing out of her mouth was this. I am not alone anymore. And she breathed. Baptized her like a week and a half, two weeks later. She died a week after that. What am I trying to tell you? Are we listening, church? There are people all around us that are dying. 
that are going through things. They don't have a hope. And we gotta make sure that we're tuned in as believers and we don't get all wrapped up in the chaos. If your air conditioner breaks down sometimes, sometimes God's bringing the air conditioner guy to your house so you can share something with him. It's not the air conditioner. I believe God works all things together for the good of those who love him. And if you get upset about your AC, you may miss out on the opportunity for an eternal reward through that. You may go to the grocery store and your car breaks down or something happens in the parking lot. Guess what? You ought to be looking for an opportunity because I feel like heaven's about to open up. God loves to take problems and he loves to create invitations out of them. That's what he does. That's who he is. But will you listen to him in those moments? Are we tuned into him in the chaotic world that we're living in? You gotta learn to listen to God's voice to overcome the world around us. Second thing is you gotta learn to listen by faith to be effective as a believer from salvation. I'm gonna say that again. Learn to listen by faith to be effective as a believer from salvation. Romans 10, 17 says this. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. The point is this, is that hearing is easy and faith is not an expression. Listen, church, faith is not an expression of our activity, but our receiving the activity of another. So a lot of times we get so focused on, oh, I gotta, I gotta do this and I, what, what am I gonna say and everything else and so we, when we try to make a difference in people or we try to lead our homes or whatever, we, we get so focused on what we're doing and the activity we're doing. The only reason you have faith is because of Christ's achievement. It's his activity first before it is yours. That ought to set us free. I didn't hear any amens on that. that. That ought to set us free as believers to know that the power is not in what we say, it's in who we're listening to. Because his activity, what does it say? That his good works, he's laid out good works beforehand for us, right? So it's our job to tune in, to listen, because he's already created the activity for us to walk into that. It's a big thing to learn to listen by faith because there's gonna be times when you walk into somewhere and God tells you something and by faith, you're gonna have to hear it. And then you're gonna have to what? You're gonna have to walk it out with Jesus and allow him to create the activity in the way that it needs to do. Your only job is to listen and do what he tells you to do. But if you don't walk by faith, you miss that circumstance sometimes because you're more worried about sometimes what? Well, I don't know what I'm gonna say. Good, because God's not calling you to say anything. He's calling you to listen first. And if you'll just listen and walk by faith, God provides the activity and he'll move your tongue, right? That's a basic step, but it's the truth. So learn to listen by faith to be effective as a believer. Learn to listen. Last thing, learn to listen out of love to discover God's heart for people that are all around you. Learn to listen out of love to discover God's heart for people all around you. Romans 12, one says this, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. 
Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. The seat that we should always view things from is what? Your perspective, your personality, or the way that you think, your judgment, your mallet. Where are we supposed to view things from? In view of God's mercy. In view of God's mercy, when we view it from that place, we remember what we've been redeemed from ourselves. When we focus on the sin and we focus on what we're seeing before us, sometimes it'll paralyze us or shut us down. But if we view things from God's mercy, we'll be able to test and approve what his will is, not only for our life, but for other people. Don't conform to the pattern of the world. Don't let the enemy tell you that, that, God, that there's no way that person can get out of that. Don't let the enemy get you in a gossip huddle and you just talk about somebody and you never minister to somebody. Don't let him do that to you. Don't conform to that. Test, try to test and approve what God's will is by viewing things from God's mercy. What a place to view from, amen, church? We've all, we are all in need of a savior, and as we minister and as we go out into the world, it's important for us to listen. It's important for us to listen out of love. If we don't listen out of love, then what are we? We're just a clanging symbol. We're just a bunch of people living with truth and doing nothing with it, like I said well ago. Are you listening? Do you remember? In Mark chapter 14, I didn't share this in the first service, but I feel like I'm supposed to share it here. In Mark chapter 14, you remember when Jesus comes with the disciples and he tells them, pray that you don't fall into temptation, stay awake. And what happens to the disciples? What do they do? They fall asleep, right? And he told them, he gave them a command. They didn't listen, did they? They didn't, they didn't pray. Why, why do you think those disciples fell asleep? Here's Jesus been delivering all this stuff, saying that there's all this stuff that's happening, and they, they see this overwhelming weight upon Jesus at this point. He's taken them out into the garden. He's told them several points that he's going to die. He's going to resurrect. He's told them all of these things. The, the, the whole thing has come to a head. And here they are in the garden, And what do they do? They don't listen. And they don't pray. And therefore, they're not in tune with God's voice and God's spirit. And guess what? The enemy comes to their doorstep. And you remember Peter? My favorite character in the Bible. Insert foot in the mouth guy. Peter's like the most bold person ever, but he had to learn some hard lessons, did he not? You remember what Peter had told Jesus? I'll go to death for you. I'll go to prison for you. And imagine when Judas and everybody walked up, disciples wake up, Christ has woken them up and said, you guys didn't do what you're supposed to do, basically. They wake up, and here comes Judas, kisses him on the cheek. And remember what? Remember all this whole circumstance? Remember Peter draws the Roman soldier's sword out and cuts the guy? Here's Peter saying, Jesus, watch. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do what I told you to do, what I told you I was gonna do. And he chops the guy's ear off. And here's what happens sometimes when we don't tune into the Holy Spirit. We draw the wrong sword. We draw the wrong sword in crisis. 
We draw the wrong thing. You know, the only thing that's going to get us through the crisis that we're in is Jesus and the word of God. It's tuning in to the Holy Spirit, church. We don't want to be into this circumstance to think that the rebellion that's coming or what we're going to have to do is all going to be guns and ammo. Do you understand what we're, who we are? We are God's bride. We are God's church. We're the most powerful thing on earth because he left it to us. He sacrificed himself for it, right? We don't want to be in a moment of crisis and draw on the wrong sword to think that this whole thing's going to be at our hand and that we're going to be the ones to do something. Peter missed it. He missed the opportunity in it because he wasn't in tune. He didn't listen. He wasn't praying in those moments, right? He missed the opportunity in this. And he grabbed the, the offense sword. And he missed the heart and the will of God. He was trying to overthrow Rome, and Jesus was trying to or was going to overthrow sin. And he, he was just focused on Rome. God was overthrowing the sin in his own heart, and he didn't even realize it. Are you listening, church? You need to know that the whole world is not just about the United States of America. God is after the whole world. God's doing something all together and piecing all these pieces together so you can either be a, a person that embraces the chaos and just gets into conversations all the time of worry and doubt and fear and create a home that creates that, or we can be a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Most High, the three in one, right? And his voice is going to lead us through, is it not? And it's as basic as this sometimes. It's as basic as going across to your neighbor and listening to God's voice. It's as basic as that, as sitting somebody down at work that's been a mess and you go and have lunch with them. The gospel is very basic and simple, but a lot of times we don't tune in to really reach what God wants us to reach. Are you, are you tuned in, church? Are you tuned in to what he is doing? When's the last time you witnessed to somebody? I'm not saying you just got to sit somebody down and say, hey, my pastor at the church told me to witness to somebody. I feel like you're lost. I need to share with you right now. I believe that if you have an appetite for God and you want to listen to his voice, God will put you in positions every day of your life. He'll put you in an opportunity, a position to where you get to hear his voice and you get to make a choice of whether or not you want to do that or not. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. But we have to be in tune and we have to make sure that our ear is turned towards him because I want to be somebody that walks in the wisdom of the Lord. I want to walk in what he has for me. Are you walking in step with the Spirit? Are you listening as husbands? Are you listening to what God has to say to your wife through you? Are you listening to what God has to say through you to your kids? Same goes for uh, moms and wives in here. Are you listening at this point? 
older people and kids have moved on and everything else, they've gone. Do you still believe that God has positioned you to make a, bit, a difference in someone's life? What do you feel like God's speaking to you right now in the difference that you're called to to make a ch- difference in the church at Bushland, outside of the church at Bushland? All ages, God is not done with anybody. God has a purpose for all of us if we will just tune in, church. As the band comes back, I wanna ask you, are you listening to God's voice? Or are we just gathering every Sunday, having a religious activity with no spiritual intimacy as they said this weekend at the marriage retreat? The world does not need religious activity. The world needs believers that are going to the gates of hell, that love people at all costs, that have a word from the Lord that he is good, amen? We can overcome by the blood of the lamb. And if you need your fire relit, maybe it's been a while since you've had the joy of your salvation come over you. Man, I'm just, I just haven't done nothing for the Lord for a while. You, you can sit there and you can confess that and you can think that and you can walk right back out of those doors and God's gonna love you just the same. But I tell you this, if you'll listen to that still small voice and you say, God, use me again, you better get ready. And he will use you and he'll start with your home. He'll start with you personally and he'll use you to make a difference in other people's lives. Are you willing, church at Bushland, to really listen to what God is saying in this period of life. Don't just go out Monday into your routine, into your sports, into your Friday night lights, into your Thursday sports, all these things that are happening every week out here. Don't just go and do all of those things and set the gospel aside. Do all of those things all with Jesus and make a difference with people all in those activities. Quit separating the gospel out. Sit next to somebody at a game that you need, to sit, you need to position yourself around to be a listening ear so that you can figure out how God wants you to share the gospel possibly with them, how you could pray for them. But it all starts when your alarm goes off in the morning. Do you have an appetite to listen and to tune in and to say, God, I'm on vessel today. Please use me. What do you want to speak to me before I go out into this crazy world? God, we need believers fire to be lit. What a time in history to have the King of Kings inside of your heart. What a time in history. Such a great time to be an evangelist, such a great time to evangelize the people, to be commissioned, to have purpose, to have destiny. What a time. So you come, as the ministry teams come, whatever you feel like God wants you to do, the altar's open. You don't have to come to somebody in ministry time. You can come down here and you just need to lay before the Lord and just say, God, light my fire again. Because I don't want to be 90 years old, dying on a deathbed and never led anybody to the gospel and been living, it with, living with it for 60, 70 years. Don't just do that. Let God light your fire and he'll use you in ways you can't even imagine. He loves the human heart. Loves it. Put his son on the cross for it. He loves you. This is your time for whatever God wants to speak to you. Let me pray with you. Lord Jesus, we just come. We thank you for the opportunity to be here this morning. There's parts of me, Jesus, that I want to just 
get on the stage and in my knees. So just apologize for not being broken. I feel like utter chaos is happening around us and we're just kind of living in it and moving forward in it. How are we not broken for our world? How are we not in a place of just, God, we gotta hear you. We gotta have you. God, we need intervention. We need an intervention from the Holy Spirit. We need salvation and joy to be returned to the church for them to understand that the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is the same power that exists inside of our chest. Help us not to wake up every day and just walk a routine out. Help us to be who you've called us to be as individuals and therefore the body and therefore the church. We pray that we would stir the water of baptism every week. And it would be from believers within the church that are leading people to Jesus. God, light us up, light a fire in the church again. Break them, God, break us. It's a broken and contrite heart that you desire. Whatever it takes, God, we wanna be a part of it. We don't wanna go somewhere that you don't wanna go. As I've listened to Jeff talk and I've listened to sit with him, we don't wanna go where you don't wanna take us, Lord. And I know that we've gotta take people with us. Help us to always remember to listen to the Holy Spirit above all things. Minister to people's hearts now in this time. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.